Business Hour on OFM. Thank you so much for your time to talk about this timely, I guess, subject matter. So the National Consumer Commission announced its investigation into five peanut butter brands. It recently recalled for having higher levels of aflatoxin. Mulabazi, I mean, let's touch on these recalls. A lot of the major retailers actually made the announcement first that they were recalling these peanut butter brands. Are these costly for companies? So yes, these recalls can be very costly for businesses as well as for, for the consumer. I mean, for the consumer, it ranges from the inconvenience of having to return the product back to the store. And also, if you have been negatively impacted by whatever the reason for the recall is, perhaps you developed an allergic reaction or some kind of health problem as a result of the defect in the product, it can cause a bit of an inconvenience and perhaps cost related to having to seek medical help. Mm-hmm. And for the businesses more specifically, the costs can be astronomical and can range from the shipping costs, the costs to collect the, the items mm. either from the consumers or from the retail shops, the cost to also dispose of the item because it can no longer be used. Fascinating. I mean, I think we hear about the recalls, but I think as ordinary consumers, we don't really kind of sit down and think about the cost to recall some of these products. I wanted to ask you, are we seeing increased cases to product quality and safety in South Africa at the moment? And is there a particular reason why? I feel like I'm seeing a lot more statements from the National Consumer Commission than I would have normally. So I think the reason why we're seeing a lot more of these stories, these articles coming out into the public is because, so there's a couple of reasons. We have a regulation such as the Consumer Protection Act. This informs and empowers consumers on their rights as consumers and what steps they can take if they are either dissatisfied with the performance of a product or if they do pick up certain defects and how, how do you go about reporting it to the regulator, but also reporting it to the particular manufacturer or producer. We also have the National Consumer Commission, which is a body that helps to regulate and performs a bit of a a, a big brother role to these businesses that produce food products, uh, manufacturers and distributors. And essentially, they play the role of making sure that the quality standards are upheld the certain regulatory tick boxes are ticked. And it's unfortunate that, yes, we do call them tick boxes, but there are certain processes and procedures that these businesses need to adhere to and make sure that they they live up to the promise of producing a, a quality product. And also we have a consumer, today's consumer, that is more informed, that has access to resources, that has access to social media, to the internet, we are closer to the businesses that, that we consume or buy products from by way of having this access to, to the various mediums where we are able to voice out our concerns, our dissatisfaction. And this is why I think we're starting to see a lot more of these stories coming up. The Business Hour on OFM. Well, you mentioned earlier the importance of then having product liability and recall insurance. What are the key differences and features of both? So the key differences, and I think it's quite important that the listeners understand where the differences are. So product liability specifically is triggered and is for the purposes of giving you cover for the potential lawsuits that you may experience as a result of a product being recalled. 
Another key feature of product liability is that, you know, should anyone be injured by a faulty product or, like I mentioned previously, experience any medical or health issues as a result of either the product ingredients, like aflatoxin that's been detected in the peanut butter, mm-hmm. this particular cover steps in to at least compensate in, in terms of losses that may come out of that. With product recall insurance, and this is very specific and very important for people to understand, the product recall insurance is triggered when there's potential for severe health risks or death, which we've seen in some some incidents as a result of using the product. It's really in the case where the product has already been released into the public. So when it's in the hands of the public, that's where, of course, there would be the potential for health risk to happen. And also, it's really intended to protect companies from financial loss and bankruptcy. As we've mentioned before, the cost of recall can be quite extensive. And so this is why it was important for our producers and manufacturers to take product recall insurance. In your view, what are some of the essential steps for SA businesses in mitigating risks related to product recalls? Even if one has insurance in place to certainly assist, what are other measures that business owners can take? I think especially in our region, smaller business, smaller producers Mm. that uh, are in the production of food, etc. And not just food, you know? Absolutely. It could be electronics. It could be furniture. I think first and foremost, it's very important for businesses, big businesses, small businesses, to make sure that from a quality perspective, that they adhere to the quality standards that are applicable to their industry at all times and as, as far as they possibly can. Before we even get to the insurance aspect, as in whichever industry that you operate in requires certain standards of you and you have to adhere to those standards. At least businesses need to ensure that they're never found wanting by the re- uh, relevant regulators in their industry. And also another step that businesses can take is to make sure that they conduct regular testing and quality assurance on, on their products. It is far better to prevent incidents of, of this nature happening rather than to have to recall a product. It will be also quite much cheaper for a business to handle at that point. In the event that the product has already left your warehouse, it's already left to the factory, and it's now in the hands of consumers or retailers, it's very important for businesses to act quickly. As soon as the information, the suspicion comes to light, it's very important that businesses act quickly and respond bond quickly. And also an, another aspect which which can be a bit of a concern in some instances, it's the PR approach. I think it's very important for businesses to also ensure that how they deliver the message to, to the consumers and to the broader public out there. It's quite thorough that it's clear that consumers know what to do. You know, if you are sitting with this jar of peanut butter in your home, what are the next steps? What do I do? What do I need to look out for? From a health perspective, what do I need to look out for in terms of the expiry date or the manufacturing date on the product? And what, what will happen when I return it to the store? What, what can I expect when I return it to the store? We do, in some instances, have see that the, the manufacturers will give a full refund to the consumers. But I think, you know, it's very important to share that information and make sure that there are no gaps. And if there are, Let's pick it up and and try and fill the gaps as best as possible to ensure that we don't incur further damage to our brand and further health risks.
to our consumers. The Business Hour with Oli Bocheng on OFM, the sound of your life.